Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf's Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. On this morning's show, I want to spend some time talking about the age-old challenge of sports parenting and coaching of how to instill some basic and fundamental life lessons into our young athletes. And I want to talk about the intertwining concepts such as discipline, encouragement, and mastery of skills all working together to form the basis of what we often call grit in our young athletes. Now, if you're hopeful that your son or daughter is going to benefit from playing sports, then you're going to hope that they develop a sense of grit. Now, to me, grit is the individual learning not to be discouraged when things don't always go their way, that they double their efforts to work harder and longer to concentrate on those aspects of their game that really do need to be improved. For example, overcoming adversity, well, of course, that's all about grit. And as we all know, adversity can appear in a variety of ways, Uh, you know, not being physically big enough or perhaps not being the fastest athlete or having some sort of medical condition that may cause some issues, whatever the problem may be. The point is, when it comes to developing a sense of grit, some kids develop an initial passion for their sport, and then they decide on their own that they want to succeed and get better at playing, and nothing will get in their way. But for others, the process of learning and accepting the idea of grit, well, that takes a little longer, and I'll explain that in a little bit. Of course, when it gets to the discussion of grit, we have to talk about uh, Angela Duckworth's best-selling book on the subject, uh, Grit, uh, The Power of of Passion and and Perseverance. 
And we also get a little bit into the discussion of Dr. Anders Erickson's theory of 10,000 hours of deliberate practice to improve and advance one's skills. Now, of course, this is all sort of complicated, but it's not in the sense that if you play sports or you have kids who play sports, you can certainly easily spot grit. Most coaches can spot a kid on their team who personifies grit, kid who gets their to the practices early, last one to leave, is going at 100% all the time. And at the same time, you know, when they get home from practice, they want to practice some more on their own. That's what grit, those are the signs of grit. But again, how do you figure out a way to build and develop that, that great trait in your own kid? So let's start with Professor Duckworth. She came up with two very simple formulas, which quite frankly, I think make a lot of sense. Number one, talent times effort equals skill. Now, I don't think there's any, any doubt about this. Talent times effort equals skill. And you can certainly teach a young athlete this very simple formula. That is, if they have some athletic talent, that's great. But if they, only if they practice and practice a lot, will they eventually develop some real skill. So that's the talent part they got, that's God-given. And the effort, that's something they can consciously put to, to work. That's the effort. That will, in fact, result in their developing some skill. The second part of Duckworth's formula is that skill times effort will basically result in achievement. So again, let's think about that for a second. You've got some skill times the actual effort you put into it, that's the practice, you will then eventually see some achievement. You'll see results from all that work. And, you know, I want to talk about this this morning because this is such a fundamental concept, and it's so important for youngsters uh, to understand and to develop into it. And, again, from the parental perspective, you have to be careful that you don't overstep the line and you put too much pressure on your youngster too soon. Again, you want your kid to develop this on his or her own, not basically being forced to do it because mom or dad said this is what you have to do to get better. one 337 6666 You know, again, I want to get your thoughts and your experiences about this because, again, this is something that I, I do think is, is, uh, is something that's so vitally important to all of our kids as they develop their way through sports. And again, when your little one is just first starting out. I'm talking about the ages of five or six. Well, of course, they need to have the, the freedom to go out and to experiment and try any number of sports. And by the way, although, although lots of parents, as we know, instinctively think that it's always best to have your child focus or just specialize in one sport at a very young age, the truth is the, the research continues to suggest that that is not a good idea. So the you know and again we can talk about early specialization that's a topic for another time but this morning we're talking about how to develop a sense of grit so when your kid first starts out when they're five let's say and they're first beginning to kick a soccer ball or learning how to throw a baseball or go for a short run your job as a parent is to provide total and pure encouragement kids need to hear that from you and they need to hear it in plentiful supply and from with coming from you with real sincerity. You need to let them know at a very early age they're making progress. Because when they're just starting out and they don't know any of this stuff, they, they need 
they're going to fail. And they need to get some sense of, am I making progress? That's where mom and dad, that's where your encouragement comes into place. So far as, let me give you an example. It's like when, when a youngster first starts to learn how to ride a bike. I mean, they get on a two-wheeler. Well, let's face it, it's going to be a wobbly struggle. But bit by bit by bit, fueled by parental positive encouragement, they will be determined to learn how to master this skill. Yeah, it's going to take some time to learn how to ride a bike, but they will do it. And once they do, they will feel a sense of real personal pride. They have done it. They have accomplished. This gets, in again, into the idea of skill times effort equals achievement. They've learned how to ride a two-wheeler. And that's it's the same process uh, when kids are learning the various skills in sports. Again, early on, kids will try. They will fail. They will try again. They will fail again. But you were there, and this is so important, to encourage them as they make some progress, some advancement, and, of course, to offer them support as they see their mastery of that skill slowly begins to grow. And don't forget, kids really do respond to encouragement. And, yes, of course, they're going to get frustrated. That's the whole idea of learning these skills. That's to be expected. But encouragement from you as the parent is absolutely key. And that's, that's pretty much the first part of this overall equation. The second part is a sense of personal discipline. That comes into play only after the kids begin to develop some basic skills. So while you continue to give them some positive encouragement, you can also gently explain to them that if they want to get even better and to enjoy their sport even more, then they should know that that most of the top athletes start to practice more and more in terms of adding a sense of personal discipline to the game. Again, you don't have to drive this point home in a hard way. Point is, if your youngster finds that he or she really does enjoy what they're doing with terms of their sports, they won't need much of a push to keep on doing it. All right, I'm gonna, again, I, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about uh, grit, how the 10,000 hours rule plays into all this, and, of course, get your thoughts and comments and observations as well. one 337 6666 Let's start our conversation this morning with our friend Jack Smithlin, for, uh, who's the hitting coach at uh, New Jersey City uh, University. Uh, good morning, Jack. How are you? How are you, Rick? Good. And, you know, thank you, thank you so much because today is a learning opportunity. I'm using this actually whole show as a classroom. Um, Coach Ashley Martinez and I, who, uh, who have been coaching at New Jersey City University, um, you know, we've been, we've, we've been having some setbacks and, you know, we've been working hard and, you know, talking about true grit, talking about this show is perfect timing actually perfect timing and you know we talked last night Ashley and I for an hour coming home from the games that we both that we we lost both of them and we have a problem and the problem is is that we have athletes with skill exactly the formula that you just talked about these kids are very skillful they work very hard but they don't understand in my opinion and I haven't seen it yet I have not seen it yet because they don't have the ability or the know-how of what true grit really is. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to I'm going to quote somebody here real quick. And the the problem is is that mental toughness. And this is a quote now. Is the athletes athletes inherited ability 
not only to cope with adversity, but also to have the inner um, drive and determination to overcome setbacks. And the great Rick Wolf said that in his book, um, <laughs> Secrets of Stop Laughing, The Secrets of Sports Psychology. Yeah, it sounded revealed. familiar. <laughs> I know it did. And I know it did. And that's what it's all about. Athletes with grit have an underlying factor. They don't have pro um, procrastination in their vocabulary. If they see something, they go out and get it. There's nothing, and I mean absolutely nothing, that can stop them. In my opinion, grit means heart, playing with heart. And I believe you don't teach heart. Heart is something that you that is ingrown, that you inherit. Okay? You're born with heart. The ability to focus and not lose that focus, it's a passion and it doesn't go away. Okay? It's mm -hmm. it's taking it's taking that extra mile. And I gave them a quote. I quote them I send quotes to them every night, Rick, and a lot of my quotes are from you, from your books. And, you know, my quote is this, take the extra mile because it's never crowded. And they, I don't know whether they got it or not. And I sent that quote to my, to my players. And, you know, when a coach goes out in a tryout situation or a first couple of days of practice, I'm going to tell you right now, and Ashley knows this and I know this, and even our assistant, um, graduate assistant, Hannah, she knows it too, that you can pick out that kid in seconds yep. that have grit. Yep. And true grit means to run through walls for somebody and ask how many times can I do it? And I don't see it yet. I don't see it in any of our players. I see so much talent. I see so much ability. And, you know, the great um, coach from Texas, uh, baseball said this, you know, we all have the ability to look forward and to see what we want to see in our players. And we all have the ability to be who we want to be. But until you're that person, it means absolutely nothing. So, you know, this, I, I want my whole team, and so does Ashley, to listen to this podcast because they're going to learn and understand what it means to give, to take that extra mile. Yeah, You know, to let yourself out for a ball that you probably know you're not going to get, okay? To get up and swing like you want to rip the cover off rather than just trying to meet the ball, you know? And these things, and we're so confused right now. We are so confused because we have so much talent. And, Rick, I appreciate what you've given me the time to say what I have to say because this is a classroom today for, you know, New Jersey City University softball team. This is a classroom, and hopefully some of them get it. Well, I, I Jack, uh, yeah, thank, thanks, uh, uh, and of course uh, there are good thoughts, and, and uh, obviously I agree with everything you just mentioned. Jack, thanks for, for calling in this morning. Uh, yes, but we talk all the time on the show about in terms of uh, playing sports, uh, a lot of our kids spend a lot of time on the physical development of their skills, and of course that's essential, learning how to do things right from a physical perspective, but again, the mental preparation is also essential. It's not often talked about, uh, and that's why we're talking about this uh, this morning, about grit, because in, to a certain extent, uh, kids can learn uh, grit just because they can see they have a they are they have a conscious decision to make 
am I going to go, as Jack Smith and just mentioned, the extra mile? Because uh, it's not very crowded. Most people don't. And I can decide if I want to get better and develop my skills through extra effort by basically going out on my own, which I can do by, you know, going out and working on my skills uh, and practicing to get better and better. And that's what we're talking about. And again, I'm going to take a quick break here. When I come back, I'm going to take more of your calls and talk about how the 10,000 hours of practice play into this and how grit basically sets you up for success later in your life, regardless uh, how, you do, how you do with your sports career. Okay, one eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. That's, of course, our number. When I return, we'll talk more about grit. Sports Radio 1019 FM. Welcome back to the Sports Edge. We're talking this morning about how to instill a sense of grit in your young athlete. Uh, I just mentioned that uh, when they are just starting out in sports, they first really need to simply enjoy the, the fun and passion, passion of playing and developing some basic skills. And that as a parent, it's your job to praise them lavishly and to provide a positive feedback as they begin to you know, climb up the, the pyramid of competition. In fact, as they progress and start to compete against others, they will look to you for guidance. This is where you can mention that in order to become more proficient, they will need to practice and polish their skills. Now, I mentioned before about the 10,000-hour rule. Of course, Malcolm Gladwell, the best-selling author, made that concept very popular. But you should know that the concept of 10,000 hours of practice really comes from the research of Dr. Anders Ericsson. And in Ericsson's studies, he found that those individuals who were driven by their passion for their particular activity, might be sports or being a musician, uh, being a ballerina, whatever it might have been, that over the course of 10 years or a total of 10,000 hours of practice in their youth, usually from generally ages of 8 to 18, they were able to master their skills to a point where they became truly accomplished. So let's stay in the world of sports. If you see your youngster coming home from a practice and then they stay outside to work on some part of the game they think they need to really focus on, then you know that your child is exhibiting signs of internal discipline, personal discipline, and the necessary drive in order to get better. And that's in effect, obviously, the beginnings of grit. Uh, for example, your youngster might decide that, that he or she needs to work on their ball control in soccer and thus spends time on learning how to dribble with their weaker foot. Or they, they take a tennis ball and work on their fielding skills by constantly throwing the tennis ball against the wall to pick up grounders or working on their jump shot and basketball on their own. Whatever sport they're attracted to, this is where their dreams begin to form. And by working and practicing on developing their skills is the key. Now, I can, I can anticipate your question. What if my youngster loves sports, definitely has some athletic talent, and is seen as one of the better athletes in their peer group, but he or she really doesn't want to go outside and practice on their own? Well, a couple of things will occur. First of all, with many kids, because they are, in fact, born with natural athletic talent, they will continue to be one of the better performers uh, in, their, in their group for the next few years without having to practice much on their own. I say few years, I mean the ages of like, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, around there, or 10. And when they get to be 11 or 12 or 13, what happens is that the overall talent 
begins to level out, especially with the other kids who have been practicing on their own. It's at this point that the naturally talented athlete will have to make a conscious choice. Do I want to go out and practice and, in fact, get better with my skills? Or am I okay just continuing to do what I'm doing? As a parent, by the time your kid is, you know, 10, 11, 12, you can have a conversation with your youngster. And again, talk about what I mentioned before in the first segment about Dr. Duckworth, who talked about talent times effort equals skill. And then skill times effort, meaning practice, equals achievement. Now, again, to do this, we're talking about your kid would then have to go into this idea of, okay, this is important to me. I really do want to become a, a top athlete. I will go in and start practicing a lot, get into that sort of like mode of 10,000 hours. Um, now, here's an important aspect I want to make sure you understand. If your youngster, by the time they're, you know, 9 or 10, starts going out and practicing all these hours to become really good at their sport, what's going to happen is that, yes, they will become very uh, accomplished with their skill level. But just because they become accomplished in terms of their particular sport and all that self-discipline, it does not necessarily guarantee that they are eventually going to end up playing professionally or that they're going to go on to get a college scholarship at the D1 level. It just means that they're going to be well prepared to understand that to go in perhaps when their playing days are over to go into another profession, they will know what it takes to work hard and to persevere in life. So merely being driven and passionate and practicing a lot, it does not guarantee success uh, or winning or getting that college scholarship. But <laughs> I, you have to like the odds of those athletes who are driven and passionate because the more they work and the more they prepare and the more focused they are with their sense of grit, the better their chances are going to be in success. Again, whether they, have, they were, have the right skill level, the right talents to get a college scholarship or to go on to get a professional contract, that's, that's just uh, the icing on the cake. But what they have learned is that I've learned how if I want to succeed in something that's meaningful to me, I'll make the effort. I'll go out and do this because I think it's important to my, my personal sense of who I am, my sense of pride, and my sense of personal grit. All right, let's get this promise. Let's get some calls. 877-337-6666. Let's go to Ed Ward over in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Good morning, Ed. You're next up on the fan. Good morning, Rick. How are you doing? Good, Ed. This is a great topic. I'm gonna sh I got a couple of stories to share. First off, I have a brother who lives in Florida. He's got a four-year-old son who's actually started hitting baseballs. But it all started, Rick, uh, one day he... My brother bought a tee and, and some wiffle balls, and they started hitting. Mm -hmm. My brother didn't say nothing. Just let him whack away, whack away, whack away. Correct. When he hit the ball, he would always say, wow, that's great. Yep. If he swung and missed, that's a great cut. <laughs> now it's become a point, Rick, when he comes home from work, because he's a mailman, his little son runs to the door and says, come on, Daddy, I'm going to go out and hit some baseballs. Wonderful. And maybe it's because of the way he turned things. Swing and miss, that was a good cut. When you hit the ball, wow. And, and every day, he, he, the boy wants to do it. My brother doesn't make any corrections, doesn't do anything, just just uses that that type of terminology on that. So yep. that, that's important there. And that's, that's the way. I got a nephew who played 
Okay, that's how that's how it should start. Just like that. Just pure, uh, you know, uh, uncompromised positive encouragement. And to see what happens that your nephew is now saying to his dad, let's go hit. Let's go hit. Oh, it's, it's like he, he looks forward when my brother gets home at 530. He's seen his little son running to the door and say, come on, dad, let's go hit. Yeah. Another another point I want to bring up. I'm fortunate I had a nephew who played D1 baseball. I have a niece who plays D1 softball. Uh huh. The point I want to bring up is this. I, ne- I, I, I work with them throughout their youth, but I was never at a point where, come on, we got to keep doing this. we got to keep doing this. I would let them come to me and say, you know, hey, Uncle Eddie, can you come help me out with certain things? Then I would work with them. I'd make my suggestions. On that. But I would never, ever go against what the coach taught. The coach is teaching something different. I would say, well, this is the reason why I teach this way, but if the coach wants to do it, He's your coach. Yep, and then you yep. see, this is a big, pro- it's a big problem today, Rick, because you know what happens? A lot of parents will say, well, your coach don't know nothing. You, you, you can't do that because then, then you confuse the kid and all that stuff when it comes to a point like that. And even this year for my niece, for her to play, get more playing time as a junior on a Division One softball level, she had to get stronger. She's gotten a lot stronger. You could see the ball jumping off the bat when she's hitting. So my point is, for her to get more playing time, she had to do grit on, 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 on to, to, uh, to improve certain parts of her game to get more playing time, and it has led up to that. Yeah, so those are those are two excellent observations, and, and uh, I, I'm glad you brought them up. Ed, let me take some other calls, but thank you as always. Uh, you know, and, and to just to underscore what Ed just said, at some point, every athlete is going to go through some sense of adversity. You don't know what it's going to be, but as Ed said, you know, with, with uh, his niece, the softball player, yeah, I mean, if, if you want to get more playing time, this is where you sit down as a, as a teenager and you talk to your coach, and what do I need to improve upon in my game in order to perhaps uh, be warrant more playing time? And that's, that's a tough conversation for most kids to have with their coach, but it's an important one, and you have to listen to what your coach says in order to improve your game. And that really gets into the whole sense of grit uh, because – now you're saying, okay, I'll suck it up. I'll do what I, the coach wants me to do, and, and uh, we'll go from there. That's all about overcoming uh, adversity through a strong belief in yourself and a strong belief that you can handle uh, adversity and obviously using grit. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's move on. Let's go to uh, the John in Fort Lee. John, good morning. You're on the fan. How you doing, guys? Um, great topic. Obviously, great topic. Uh, you could talk about this for hours. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> I uh, I once asked a good friend of mine from Montclair State, Freddie Hill Jr. I asked him. I said, "When you're out recruiting, and Freddie was one of the best recruit uh, recruiters in the country, Division One basketball." I said, "What do you look for?" I mean, every you know, you walk into a gym, every guy's six eight. They, mm-hmm. Every guard is fast. As, and Freddie Freddie would say, "I could tell who's got the motor." in two minutes mm-hmm. and who's got that motor. And that's what I try to instill in my own son who's 14 years old, a freshman, uh, and actually plays for me. And that's what I try to instill in my players. Um, just a quick story about one of our players. And the, and the other thing that I, I try to instill is play multiple sports Yes, because yeah, you can go out and hit baseball for hours. You can shoot basketballs for hours. You can, you can kick a soccer ball for hours, but you have to learn how to compete. And competing is what separates kids. I had a kid, uh, I, I coach basketball now at a small school in Bergen County. I had a kid two years ago 
who uh, basketball was his third sport. He was the quarterback of the football team. He was the shortstop on a state championship baseball team. Wasn't recruited as high as he wanted to be. Walked on at a Division One school. I mean, I'll say the school. He's at, at Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Walk, preferred walk-on, and he's their starting center fielder right now. Mm-hmm. And the and. My son and I were sitting and looking last night at all his stats, you know, and I, my, I wanted my son to see that because my son knows the kid very well. And I said, this kid competes. That's why he is where he is. And he was going to let nobody get in his way. He didn't have to play basketball for me. He was, still, he was an all-league basketball player. But let me tell you, son, no one was taking a ball from him. Game coming down to the end, I wanted him taking a shot, even though, he probably didn't play as much basketball as I would have wanted to. He just wanted to compete. And that's the mistake a lot of kids and a lot of parents make by telling their kids, just work on your skill. Yeah, you have to obviously have skill. You have to. You of have course. to be able to yes. practice. But you have to be able to compete. And competing is, is, is like, like Coach Hill said, you got to have that motor and you got to want to go out whether you're in the park whether you're, you know, nobody's watching, you got to want to do it. And and that's the toughest thing that a coach has to do to bring out a kid, and that's what separates kids. Yeah, John, I I, uh, I couldn't agree more, uh, and thank you for, for that, uh, that story, uh, and thanks for the call this morning. Yes, we're talking about, and there are different terms, but, I mean, you know, talking about the motor and, and, and kids who really want to compete. Yeah, I guarantee you, at some point in your youngster's career, it's not going to happen early on. It's not going to happen when they're 5 or 8 or, or 10. But as they get into their teenage years, usually around the time they're at, say, 13, 14, 15, into you know, middle school and into high school, they will run into some sort of uh, competition. And they're going to have to go out there and not just show their athletic skills, which hopefully they've been working on during their early development, but they're going to have to show and impress that coach uh, that they actually want to compete, meaning they will do what it takes in terms they have a sense of that, that inner core of grit. They will go out and do what it takes to compete and to impress their coaches, impress their teammates, even impress their opponents that I'm going to give all I can possibly give, and I'm just going to keep working at this skill. Uh, even if things don't work out the first time out or the second time out, I'm going to keep working at this to show the world that I'm not kidding around. This is important to me, and I'm just going to individually have the personal discipline to, to press ahead. And that's what grit is all about. And again, uh, we talk about the, the, this two-part formula, talent, athletic talent times effort equals skill. Okay, that happens early on, but then the skill you have, along with even more effort, that's when you get to the achievement. And that's what we're looking for here. Uh, that's what we want our kids to have. And it's a valuable, valuable skill and trait to have. one 337 6666 Let me take a time out. When I return, we'll talk more about this unbelievably valuable topic. Sports Radio 1019 FM. The fan. WFAN. And my good friend Richard Neer follows uh, the Sports Edge at 9 o'clock this morning. Uh, Richard, of course, is just terrific. Make sure you uh, stick around and listen to what he has to say about the world of sports. 
And if you want to read more about my uh, my own philosophy and approach regarding sports parenting and sports psychology, uh, please go to my website, AskCoachWolf.com. Uh, you'll see a number of my, my books on these very important topics. I also want to mention that the CDC, we're not you know, we all know that the, the pandemic is still with us and that the CDC noted this past week that youth sports is being linked to a major outburst of the new UK variant of COVID-19. Uh, and it's, they think it's due primarily to a lack of mask usage with kids and not they're not doing enough social distancing. This has become a real growing issue right now in the Midwest, especially in Michigan. Uh, Dr. Walensky says that youth sports that are played indoors are a real concern and that social distancing of six feet must be maintained. And particularly with high-risk sports, uh, she's saying that there really needs to be testing of the young athletes at least twice a week to make sure that if somebody is infected, they're, they're kept out of all practices and competitions. And that, that is the basic overall takeaway here. Our young athletes need to be tested twice a week before being allowed to go out and practice and play. Okay, we're talking this morning about developing a sense of grit with young athletes. And along those lines, you know, I, I, I want to mention an exciting new book that is coming out in September. Uh, entitled Let Them Lead, Unexpected Lessons in Leadership from America's Worst High School Hockey Team. And the author is John Bacon. And yeah, you heard that title correctly. This is a true story of a high school ice hockey coach, how he turned around his team by letting the players learn about accountability, about working hard, developing a sense of grit, and developing pride in their, their work ethic. And uh, it's a terrific book. Again, it doesn't come out in September, but you can go to Amazon now and pre-order a copy. Again, it's called Let Them Lead, Unexpected Lessons in Leadership from America's Worst High School Hockey Team. And again, it's written by John Bacon, who's a best-selling, New York Times best-selling author. Uh, okay, let's, let's get back to our calls. Let's uh, continue. Let's go to Jim in Mount Sinai. Hey, Jim, good morning. You're up next on the fan. Hi, good morning. How is everyone? Yeah. Um, here's what I'd like to contribute. I, I have four children. They all play at a high level mm -hmm. in their various sports. My, my youngest actually plays um, lacrosse on... Uh, her team's ranked number one in the country. Wow. Okay. Um, and what I found as a parent, see, we can't always contribute as a parent to teaching them skills because maybe we don't know how or athleticism because we're not. But right. one thing we can all do as parents uh, is we can show confidence and we can instill confidence in them, which to me is an element of grit. Yep. And, and I'll give you an example. Uh, one of my daughters plays on multiple teams. And she'll show up to one team, and she'll get on the field, and she'll tear it up. She's aggressive. She's gritty. She has confidence. She's a leader uh, because she has confidence on that particular team. And then she'll show up on another team, which is a better team. Um, and you can see the difference in her play. And I, think, and I talk to her about this. The field is the same size. She belongs on that field with anyone who's on it. Mm -hmm. But it's her confidence that makes her play differently. So we as parents, and I've done this with all my children, you know, some, some kids dread the car ride home. And that's, that's as a parent, that insults me because mm -hmm. that shouldn't be how it is. Correct. Um, it's, it's, it's instilling at a young age that the confidence that they need and in turn be gritty. 
be athletic, be aggressive on the field. Uh, don't be intimidated. Um, and this and, and, and confidence, the, the beauty of confidence is that you can be a great player or a so-so player. But no matter what, if they have confidence, they're going to ultimately play at a higher level uh, because it just affects their play. I have found with my four children, it affects their play that much. Well, and I they think all that, play different that, sports. And yeah, they all, all play different sports. John, yeah. it makes a lot of sense because, after all, if the kids know that they have put in the personal hours – you know, the so-called 10,000 hours rule, if they made that kind of commitment, then they can see for themselves that they have developed and mastered a number of their skills, which allows them, to your point, to develop that sense of personal confidence that, yeah, I can play at this advanced level. I can do this. I don't have to be shy or withdraw or tentative. I've earned this this opportunity to play at this level. So, again, that's where she said the parent can basically say to the youngster, you've already earned this. Just go out and play with the same kind of uh, skill level and the same kind of level of confidence because you belong here. And that's what the kids often need to hear. They just say, yeah, I can do this. Somebody just tell me I can do this and I will go out and do it. And damn, as they once they get over that hump, as, as you know, then they're, they're fine. They're, they're playing at a very, very elite kind of uh, level of competition. Jim, thank you for the call. Let me move on. Let's go to, uh, to Louie over in Lindbergh. Hey, Louie, good morning. You're next up on the fan. Hey, hey Rick, how are you? Good. Uh, thank you so much for all you do for, for everybody in sports. I just want to thank you. Thank uh, you. Yes, I got a little story. Yesterday I was walking on the boardwalk, and I saw a young girl with a family uh, surrounded by the, uh, her family. Uh, she bought new roller skates, the mother, mm-hmm. uh, new pads, new knee pads, hand pads, elbow pads, everything new. Yep. So you could see that she was really struggling trying to skate with <laughs> all the people around her. And then uh, all of a sudden, when she was skating, the mother said, Tina, go backwards. Tina, go backwards. So I said to her, listen, Tina can't even go forwards. How's she going to go backwards, lady? <laughs> That's what so, happens. You know, and that's exactly. Short, yeah, we that's... gotta try not to be too pushy with with children. They all go at their own pace, believe it or not, when they're learning new things, and they, you can't really force anything or push anything too fast. No, Lou, I think that's that 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 story absolutely personifies what we're talking about here. As a youngster, as as a kid starts a new skill like like you know roller skating, rollerblading, whatever, ice skating. You got to give them a chance to go out and explore. And do I like this? Can I match this? It's going to take a long time. It's just, it's not going to happen. You know, you can have all the brand new equipment and all the, the pads and everything else. But the fact is, it's not going to happen overnight. It takes a long time to master those skills. And what the parent should be doing is not saying, okay, now let's see you go backwards. No, let's just see if you can go forward first and not fall down. That's, that's, the, that's the good part. And that, that's what we want to have, have your kid do. I think parents don't understand what it takes sometimes to learn a new skill, especially for a child. You know, they think they go in the store, the uh, the person sells them all kind of sports equipment. They think, wow, they're going to be terrific yep. when they go out there. They don't realize there's a lot of effort involved when you're using all this equipment. Yep. And especially when you got wheels on the bottom of your feet, that <laughs> now you got something really going against you, you know? But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I know there's a guy named David Epstein. I'm sure you've heard of him from of course. Sports Illustrated. Yeah. He talked about biology and genetics yes. and practice being just as important as biology and genetics uh, to be a, a really super uh, athlete. So, you know, it's a, a whole bunch of things that it takes 
to be a professional athlete. People don't understand that only 1% other people, other kids ever really make it to pro. So well, they should I, all be studying, spending time on their academics before you think they're going to get a scholarship in uh, athletics. Yeah, Lou, I'm glad you brought that up, and thanks, as always, for, for your call. Uh, I, I do want to point out, and, of course, we've seen, if you watch, you know, sports on television, you've seen these ads uh, during Matt March Madness for the NCAA, and they talk about what happens to those athletes, those college athletes who don't, Go pro, and the ad is very poignant uh, because it talks about you know uh, this individual became a physician, or this one became a lawyer, or this one became a college professor. All those people who succeeded beyond their college career and sports, they they basically had the grit that propelled them to do other significant accomplishments in their lives. And I wish the, that ad would talk about grit because I guarantee you every person they, they, they portrayed in that ad, which is a wonderful uh, you know, advertisement, uh, I guarantee you they all were able to succeed because uh, they had the grit to persevere and do something on once they realized they weren't going to go pro uh, in their particular sport. And by the way, just to lose point about, about uh, 10,000 hours, you know, it's sort of inherent. I just want to be clear about this. And this comes back to Dr. Erickson. He talks about deliberate practice, which means that, you know, if you just go out uh, for a couple hours and basically do the same thing day after day after day and don't really put any real effort into it or any conscious effort or set any little mini sort of milestones to reach to improve your game, you're not going to get any better. You have to basically say to yourself, okay, if I'm a runner, Every time I go out and run, I'm going to try and shave a little time off my previous time. I'm going to work a little harder to, to get better, to improve myself. If you're, a, uh, if you're picking up ground balls with a tennis ball off a wall, you're going to set a goal for yourself to catch as many grounders in a row without missing one. If you're shooting free throws, you're going to try and improve upon your, your record from the previous time you went out and shot uh, basketball. I mean, you have to actually deliberately try to push yourself to get better and better and better. Better, that's the whole idea of deliberate practice, and and that does that's how the kid uh, who's committed and develops a sense of grit. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep pushing myself. I will get better. That's what's going to elevate his or her game to that next level, which gives them that sense of confidence when they get to a, a higher level. They can go out and compete and compete with real confidence. Because doggone it, I've done this before. I know what I'm doing, and I'm good at it. Let's continue with our calls. Let's go to uh, let's go to uh, Joe in Long Beach. Joe, good morning. You're next up on the fan. Good morning. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Um, I just had a message for helicopter parents out there, and all the parents that have been calling before me give me like great confidence because they're the parents that I love coaching their kids. Yep. I feel like nowadays you have too many parents who either want to be their child's best friend yep. or be their child's coach but not actually be their parents. You know, like the the Disney Plus series of the, the Mighty Ducks right now, I think it shows the dichotomy of both ends of that spectrum. Like you have parents that have two sports trainers and um, <laughs> they get all these great equipment for their kids and they don't have their kids learn their own sense of accountability. And then you have other parents that are just like, that they won't even encourage that grit because they're so lackadaisical about being a parent and just want to be their kid's uh, best friend. And as a coach, I'm a, I'm a high school girls coach, and I like to think I coach at a high level on the, in track and field. When I see those parents that truly parent 
all right? They teach their kids responsibility. They teach their girls uh, how to be accountable, um, how to uh, deal with adversity, how to overcome when things don't go the way that they expect. Those are the kids that truly end up being great, whether uh, they're athletic or not. They find a way, they find a way to succeed because they're, they get that encouragement from their parents. And I think it was Ed that called uh, about like 20 or 30 minutes ago. Uh, it's that encouragement. You see so many parents like, or the two callers ago, that kids that dread the ride home because they're afraid of what their parent is going to say. Uh, like, it's, it, they're not, you don't want them to be dictators. Joe, I, 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 I couldn't agree with you more and everything you just said, and thank you for, for your thoughts this morning. Yeah, I think we'd like to think that the concept of helicopter parents is now fully understood and something you, that does not help in terms of progressing your child athletically. Uh, and also, you know, sometimes, yes, the parent's job is provide support, praise, and be that basis of encouragement. Your kid needs that and depends upon that, and especially when things are not going their way, that's where the mom and dad really has to step up and, and, and do the right thing to make sure the kid maintains their sense of grit to go on and overcome adversity. It's as simple as that. Okay, that's going to do it for me in this edition of the Sports Edge. My thanks this morning to Ed Arzuman. Please stick around for Richard Neer. He is up next. I'll see you next Sunday right here on the Sports Edge. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.